This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is brought to you by Fish Flight Entertainment. This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Join our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast, where we normally pull back the curtain and expose the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry, namely the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. But today, we're not going to talk about the work, because the work has all but stalled. The majority of Vancouver film and television productions shut down last week due to very real fears around COVID-19. The economic and psychological impacts of these shutdowns are immense, especially for film workers who generally work paycheck to paycheck. We don't know how long the shutdown is going to last because we don't know how COVID-19 is going to play out. There is no rule book for any of this. There's a lot of uncertainty. And because of social distancing, we can't gather as a community to talk things through and seek comfort from one another. But there are different ways to gather, to seek comfort and share information during this unprecedented crisis. And today's episode of the YVR Screen Scene podcast is one of those ways. Today, we'll hear directly from UBCP actor president Keith Martin Gordy about the services and programs that are available for its members. We'll hear from Omari Newton, an actor, playwright, and regular contributor to YVR Screen Scene, about the risks that film workers face during this time of social distancing and unemployment. And we'll hear from producer filmmaker and community leader Joel McCarthy about his initiative to build and foster community during this challenging time through the Vancouver Quarantine Performance Project. Here's the show. I'm delighted to welcome Keith Martin-Gordy president of UBCP ACTRA to the studio today. Today being March 16th, 2020. Our prime minister just gave a gave a press conference imploring all of the Canadians to come home. Um, I I know that you yourself has just come from a an emergency meeting of the UBCP ACTRA uh, well, it was staff. <laughs> yeah, it was a management team meeting. Management team meeting. And I wouldn't call it an emergency meeting. I think that's overstating. Well, I mean, how would you describe this particular moment in history? Then, like, like, has the union faced anything like this before? Has the industry faced anything like this before? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a unique situation, definitely. Uh, it was encouraging to hear the prime minister say that he's going to address uh, the needs of part-time workers. Mm. That uh, I mean, we've already uh, been in communication, Actor National has, uh, with him regarding that. And uh, 
uh, Lisa Bear, our uh, Minister of Tourism, Arts and Culture, I sent her a letter the other day. The government needs to step up and help people in the gig economy. The gig economy has grown over the last decade considerably. And so these are people who don't qualify for EI because uh, they're not viewed as employees the same way. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely performers. Yeah. And uh, they don't have other things like sick pay. Yeah. So that all needs to happen. But I, I heard the Prime Minister answer a question saying he's going to be doing something about that in the coming days, so Fantastic. I'm much encouraged. Yeah. What is the situation right now as far as productions? Is it a complete shutdown? Are there any productions that are still moving ahead given the pandemic in in which we are all living i think it's fair to say that there are uh that the major studios uh have um, come out saying you know we're we're shutting down for a couple of weeks or a month or indeterminate but there are still uh productions uh shooting wow what are you hearing from your members right now well, I sent out a, uh, an email yesterday that, you know, spoke about a, a number of things, um, and they're very encouraged by that. Um, you know, people are scared. Yeah. You know, um, they're not only scared for their health, but they're, they're, they're frightened about uh, their livelihood, their ability to pay rent, to, to buy food, you know, keep the lights on. Yeah. Um, so I had a conversation uh, this morning with David Hope of the uh, AFC, or what used to be the Actors Fund. Okay. And uh, he told me that in 48 hours, they got about three weeks worth of applications. Uh, so they're busy. But he also said that they have resources in place uh, to, to deal with all these applications. Yeah. For the time being. So, um, you know, we're in contact with him. We're... UBCP Actor is a big supporter of uh, the AFC. So what does the AFC do? So if, if, if I'm a member of the union yep. and I am panicking right now because yep. i got to pay my rent and every gig that I had just, just fell through, how, how is the AFC able to support me in this time? Well, you go to the website yeah. and there's an application uh, process and you fill out the application, you explain what, what your resources are and, and uh, what you need the money for. Yeah. And then they will respond. Yeah. And when you say three weeks of applications, what does that mean then? That's going to take them three weeks to go through? Or is it like what they usually receive in three weeks they received in the last few days? Yeah, it's what they usually receive over a three-week period they have have received in 48 hours. Wow. Um, in terms of, he said, all hands on deck, Everybody at uh, AFC is is there and working to process things as quickly as possible. Yeah. What about uh, the other unions? Like, are 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 you? Don't mean you personally, but as a UBCP <laughs> actra, although maybe it is you personally, you're on the phone with people from DGC or IOTC or or others. Like, are is there like a multi-union working group right now? Because it's like we're all in the. Yeah. It's not just actors, right? We are all in the same boat right now. What kind of conversations are happening? Well, uh, we're, we're talking about what can be done. Um, so at this point, I can't say anything de- definitive yeah. is happening, but we're on it. We're examining all the, all the things that can be done. Uh, we, one thing we've done is uh, our dues period for members to pay their uh, membership dues. Uh, April 1st is the deadline. We've extended that to May 1st. Oh, okay. And we will, you know... 
uh, basically on a daily basis we look at the situation yeah. and see how we can uh, you know step in and and make things uh, better and give people some comfort and support yeah one thing that i'm very concerned about for a lot of my friends who are actors uh, is you know especially in this age where we are being told to to isolate ourselves to keep the social distancing is is loneliness is you know an exacerbation of mental mental health issues what what kind of no I know I know about call time mental health and we are gonna <laughs> pop a link to call time mental health into 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 the footnotes for this episode but what kind of message do you have for members on on that kind of front uh, call calltimementalhealth.com yeah. it's uh, just just go to the website uh, it lists all the resources if uh, if you're a member of uh, UBCP ACTRA and you have coverage under uh, Members Benefits Trust or the ACTRA Fraternal Benefits Society yeah um, there are resources there for you yeah I have um, somebody in my Twitter feed was was wondering uh, whether or not they should even go to camera on a short film that had less than 20 people going to be involved in it uh, next weekend. What, what, what do you think? If it's going to be a smaller, smaller team of people, like, like, do you think that we should just be completely refraining from starting these projects? I think it's an individual decision. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if, if you're a performer in a thing and you're not there, I, can they shoot? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the that team making that project needs to you know get together and figure out what they they want to do what they feel is is the way to go yeah speak with speak to me about um the importance of arts and culture during a time like this you know because i i personally as i prepare to go into full social isolating mode and I have a feeling this might be one of the last days that I'm going to be recording at least in this kind of form maybe I'll be doing some remote things but I'm also thinking about the books I'm going to read and the shows I'm going to watch and you know like can we can you speak a bit about the importance of of arts and of entertainment you know in in a world that is obsessed right now with pandemic and very concerned with with health and safety do we still have a role to play? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm, you know, during the Second World War, when Britain was under siege, mm. the island in the storm, yeah. uh, they kept all the symphonies going and the theaters open. Uh, and, you know, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra just just broadcast their performance. That was something else. That was so you know? beautiful. It was a performance with, with no audience. Yeah. And yet... The remarkable music, yeah, that was quite remarkable. Maybe this is an opportunity, in some ways, for for actors to create, to build community in different ways, to create remotely. Yeah, and it's a different time. We're we're connected anyway. Yeah, you know, through our our computers, to, uh, we could FaceTime. We're connected in a big way, electronically, and I think that really helps. Yeah. What, what role does the union play then in a time like this? Uh, we make sure that the checks keep going out mm -hmm. to the members. Uh, we take care of our staff. We're uh, allowing people, some people, to work from home. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, just make sure that we're lobbying government to get uh, money flowing to people who are in the gig economy. 
Yeah. I mean, that's our job. That's your job. Yeah. A- any, any final message then? Uh, yeah, go look at your copy, if you have it, of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, <laughs> which on the cover says, don't panic. Don't panic. And make sure you have your towel. <laughs> yeah, make sure you have your towel. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in today, Keith. Oh, and if, where can people find more information then? Is it as everything at ubcp.com? Yeah. All right. And is that where you'll be posting updates to things? Like where can people make sure they have the most up-to-date information? Uh, well, if you're a member of UBCP uh, ACTRA, uh, you will be getting e- emails. As the situation evolves, yeah. w- as we respond, we will keep sending you emails to let you know. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you. Well, I am delighted to welcome Omari Akil Newton back to the YVR Screen Scene podcast studio. Hello. Hi. I feel like we're we're like rebels uh, podcasting during the apocalypse. Like <laughs> we're, we're sending out like you know phantom signals from some uh, remote location. Very very remote location. <laughs> the location where I always record. Uh, yeah. The podcast. And we're yeah. Yeah and and yeah and um. I'm so happy to have you here because I I often see you. I don't know if you know this about how I see you. I see you, Omari, as a voice of reason. Oh. Yeah, in a storm. Um, a voice of real talk. You're going to tell it like it is. <laughs> right. But I find you to be very reassuring as well. Well, that's thank you. That's very kind to hear. I'm sure there's a number of people who don't see me that way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. No, there um, are people who see you as like, ah, oh, man, it's Omari. He's going to say a whole bunch of stuff that's very panic-inducing. And we call those people casting directors. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> casting directors love me just fine. Everybody um, loves you. And if they don't, there's something wrong with them. Listen, Omari, mm-hmm. we are in, dare I say, a crisis? No. I would say a shutdown of our industry is a crisis. I would say so as well. And it's interesting because, of, of course, we'll just off the bat, our primary uh, focus obviously is on everyone being healthy, yes. everyone staying safe. And I think that these emergency measures are, are necessary. And it's, you know, I've been reading some of the stuff from Italy about the way that they handled it. And Oof. we are clearly we've learned from their mistakes and we're not making that error. Awesome. That being st- said, provided, you know, the majority of us come out on the other end of this thing, there are going to be, I think, some long-term ramifications for our business that are worth talking about. Yeah. And definitely I want to talk about us coming out the other end, mm-hmm. for sure. But right now I want to talk about this moment where we aren't working, Yeah. where productions are shut down, mm-hmm. uh, where we might be dealing with an array of emotions hopelessness, despair, frustration, loneliness. Mm-hmm. You know, what what are you hearing? Yeah, I, I know you got your ear to the ear to, to the ground. Ear to the ground, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely hear people uh are are stressing out in our business in particular because, you know, it's interesting. For self-employed people, the idea of long periods of work requiring flexible jobs and side hustles is nothing new. Yeah. But this is a weird one in that most of the you know side hustles that 
actors or industry people go towards are also affected by this you know like some people teach some people uh work at restaurants anything that requires like mass gatherings are are, are being shut down right now so i'm definitely getting the sense that people are stressing out and concerned about how they're gonna get through this yeah um and i guess for me what i offer is this is an excellent time for us to kind of slow down and immerse ourselves in some of the elements of our craft and our industry that we all know that we should be doing, we want to be doing, but we kind of neglect. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, like, reading books, for example. You know, reading books, uh, you know, about our industry or books that are just in in the kind of self-help, self-awareness realm that help us get our, our mental health in check, you know? That's a big one. Or for the, or, Sorry, go on. Or you can listen to some podcasts. Listen to some podcasts. I mean, I have at least 66 hours of YVR screen scene episodes Mm -hmm. featuring voices from people in our community Yeah, in which they talk about the the high times and the low times. I didn't mean to make this a shameless plug. No, I like it. But there's content out there that Mm -hmm. you can that you can take in. Well, what's cool about the podcast is these aren't like abstract celebrities that you'll never run into. These are people from our community. So you want to get a good sense of, you know, the stories of some of the people in our community and what they've been up to. This is a great option. Listen to the podcast. There you go. Um, What about creating? Well, I was going to say, for people like me who are uh, writer, director, slash actors, this is a great opportunity to get on top of some of those deadlines that you've been letting uh, run away from you. Yeah. And if you've always wanted to write but have never, you know, had the time or the inclination to sit down and do it, while you're in isolation, that idea that you had, maybe putting, you know, creating an outline. If you have no idea where to start, there's fantastic books like Save the Cat you can read. There's an audiobook version that's fantastic too. Yeah. Uh, but just a time to... Exp- Everybody owns a copy of Save the Cat. Yeah, they, they do. Well, <laughs> I was like, like, we have two copies in our home right now. <laughs> we, we, my wife has a physical copy and I have the audiobook. It's that's embarrassing. Hilarious. But it's it's one of those cliche things that actually is, you know, if, you don't, if you've never learned about writing before, it is a good thing to, to read. But yeah, I just think people need to remember the number of awesome things that are still available to them. Not to be super corny and cheesy, but like... Go for it. We love corn and cheese here. You know, I, I when I first moved to Vancouver, I remember remarking, this is a great place uh, if you have shelter to be broke. Because on days where I wasn't working, I would just like hang out on the mm. seawall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in Montreal, if you got, got no money, you can like walk around the concrete streets. It's not the best. But in Vancouver, go for a hike, you know, go for a walk around the seawall. Um, the good thing is a lot of people are terrified of what's going on, so you might have a lot of it to yourself. Yeah. You know? Omari, I'm really concerned. Oh, this might be a little bit of a stream of consciousness episode. Right. Just telling everybody out that out there. But I'm really scared about loneliness, mm-hmm. you know? And and I mean, you know, these are all wonderful ideas that you have, but, yeah. you know, it's it's when you are sad sadness can turn to depression depression Mm -hmm. can turn to a lack of motivation and all of that is exacerbated by feeling alone yeah you know i mean you and i are fortunate in the fact that we we share space with our partners Mm -hmm. and our pets but not everybody has that yeah you know what kind of i mean have you have you thought about maybe some some advice or or words of wisdom to people who who when they are self-isolating they are going to be alone i have i've thought about it a lot and i'm stealing this idea because it was inspired from a a post i saw on twitter 
the majority of us, I feel, who live in the downtown area of Vancouver live in apartment buildings or condos, mm. right? If you're fortunate enough to be young and relatively healthy and you're not in one of the more vulnerable groups, there is most likely a few people in your building who are not so fortunate. And I've seen some beautiful, inspiring posts of people just putting signs in the lobby of their building saying, hey, if you're elderly, if you're, you know, you have mobility issues, if you need some help, uh, here's my number, text me, or I'm in this apartment, knock on my door, and I can go run, pick up some stuff for you. You know, and I, and I know that it's like we can't, sometimes we can't tell if we're carrying, this virus in particular, you can't tell if you're carrying it or not, so you don't want to put someone at risk. Yeah. But I would imagine if I was an elderly person who lived my own, and this was going on, it would be really heartening and encouraging to know that there's a young person who can come and just drop off some groceries for me. Or maybe maybe your elderly neighbor is afraid to go into crowds and needs their dog walked. You know, there, there are ways that you can build new connections with a new community in the place where you live that you didn't think of before. And I think this is a good opportunity if you're lonely to open up and reach out. You yeah, know. that is a... I, I actually, I don't know if you noticed, but like tears like cut into my eyes oh. in that moment. That's, that is so beautiful, you know, because these are oper these are opportunities, yeah. you know, as well. We don't have to live in fear, and we don't have to, we don't have to be alone. Um, one thing I've been also holding on to is this idea that this is all temporary. Yes, you know that this is. We don't know how it's going to play out, mm -hmm. but this is not the new normal. Um, how do you how do you see that with regards to our industry? How are you processing that, especially as productions are are shutting down? Yeah, um, I I think best case scenario, we look back on this in a couple of years and go, do you remember that ridiculous overreaction that the city of Vancouver had to what was going on? Yeah. That's best case scenario, and I think people need to remember that that. We're taking these measures as precautions, and we hope that it's ridiculous, and we hope that it's overkill. Yeah. I won't get into what the worst-case scenario could be, but either way, I think, you know, it will take a while for the industry to get back into full steam, but this should be an opportunity for us to reflect on the sense of gratitude f that we have to be in this industry. And I think Vancouverites, for, you know, a lot of us are spoiled, and we take it for granted that you can't walk down the street without seeing a production. Yeah. You know, and we've we've been very fortunate for a number of reasons, some outside of our control, that this is such a, a great place to be an actor and such a busy hub. Uh, and I hope when things go back to normal, and I trust that they will, people approach opportunities and work, whether it's extra work or PA work or whatever, with a renewed sense of um, gratitude and appreciation. I should mention, by the way, and I'll check my phone for this. I don't know if you heard the story that happened, a, a, tr a pretty tragic story that happened on the set of Batwoman. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard about this yet. Well, I'll take this opportunity, because you have a large platform, to, to plug this. But there was a young woman who's a stand-up comedian who works as a PA. And she, unfortunately, was involved in an accident on set. And right oh. now, she's, she's paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, I think... Uh, she was working and something lowered on her head. and Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I just, talking about the industry and talking about, I just want to use this opportunity to shout out her GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the Amanda Smith Rehabilitation Fund organized by Terry Mazuko. 
So if you're on Facebook and you're part of Vancouver's community, there's a, a young person in our industry that could really use our help right now. And, you know, this would be a great way to show solidarity by sharing this fundraiser or just okay. donating if you can. We will put a link to the GoFundMe in the footnotes for this episode. Um, as productions are shut down, and then as I have a feeling that restaurants and cinemas and you know smaller venues will be shut down i i mean i don't know that for sure but i think that's where we're headed can you speak to the importance of the arts can you speak to what it is that the arts add to a society yeah well it's it's ironic that you bring that up because oftentimes you know you'll hear i don't want to pick on that but generally conservative leaning people who kind of poo-poo the arts and talk about, you know, get a real job and, you know, study something that's that's productive. But just think about what the overwhelming majority of people during this lockdown are going to be doing. Yeah. People are going to be listening to music and watching Netflix and watching movies and playing video games. And it's it's just a reminder of how vital a role the arts play. We, we take it for granted, like, sure, on, on one level it's, it's entertainment, but... Imagine how intolerable all this would be if it were not for artists. Yeah. You know, and I just think it's the the role that art plays is just whether it's bringing joy to people's life or just bringing distraction to people's life during times when it's when it's harder. And, you know, there, there's some shows that are I mean, this is kind of ironic, but I decided it'd be a good idea to rewatch Chernobyl yesterday. <laughs> which was <laughs> not, from an anxiety standpoint, <laughs> was not the most intelligent thing in the world. You know what? A lot of people apparently are watching Contagion. I know. As well. I know. Because, so, of, yeah, apparently we're masochistic. But, yeah. <laughs> but it did it did give me a sense of perspective where I was like, man, this is tough. All these places are shutting down. And then I watched Chernobyl again and I was like, well, on the scale of, you know, wide scale tragedies, having to stay home with my wife and my dog and watch Netflix not so bad yeah compared to some of the alternatives yeah fantastic thank you for coming in of course if there is one message one lingering idea that you can plant in the mind of somebody in our industry who is listening to this and they are feeling scared and they're feeling alone what message do you have for them the message is we have got this right self-employed peeps We've been hustling for a long time. We've been dealing with instability and uncertainty for a long time. We are uniquely built to handle crises like these. And I think if you've been fortunate enough that you've made the bulk of your living from the industry for a number of years, you should have a sense of gratitude, but you should also have a sense of humility. And if if this unexpected work, work stoppage is making paying the bills difficulty, Look to some of your friends who have not had the fortune of being a series regular or having a regular gig as a, as a in production, and think about some of the side hustles that you can do. Like I know, like Lyft apparently and, and Uber are hiring right now. Yeah. Uh, DoorDash, online tutoring. Like there's a number of things that people have been doing in the city to grind and make ends meet when they're not working in the industry. And I think now is a great time to have appreciation for what your peers are doing and jump in if you need to. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. And uh, you will be hearing Omari again at some point in the near future with his own podcast. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it now. (laughs) Thanks for coming by, Omari. Thanks for having me. All right.
Fly Bear Screen Scene has always been about exposing the beating heart of this community. This community is in turmoil right now. There is a lot of uncertainty in the face of COVID-19. Productions are being shut down all over the place. I, I don't know if, we, if it's a complete shutdown yet, uh, but I know that Netflix is shut down. Uh, I know that some of the big networks have shut down. I don't see any new projects launching no. soon. So uh, I, I wanted to do this episode, even, even despite the fact that we don't have a lot of answers, uh, to kind of to address the fact that it's a hard time. Uh, and one of the voices that has very graciously agreed to come into my studio today, and we didn't hug, we didn't shake hands. No, we didn't. We it didn't even weird. bang elbows. No, but. it was like, oh, I know that your we husband nodded. is like, <laughs> you know, compromised immunity, right. and I wanted to just like make sure. That's that yeah. is that's right, you know. And I'm I'm of I'm of oh that's Joel McCarthy. Yeah, sorry, I, I but it yeah. That's what, okay. what up? Yeah, um, yeah the. The fact is that there are people whose lives are hanging in the balance right now. People like my husband, Paul, who is immunocompromised and has kidney failure. People like my dad, who has COPD. People, people, so many people that we love and care about or are strangers or like live yeah. in our community. So this is not a case of overreacting. This is a case of... We are trying to save lives here. And trying that, to get under control under to control. a certain degree. But that said, the YVR screen scene, the larger YVR screen scene, employs tens of thousands of people. And there are all manner of consequences when you shut down an entire industry. Uh, and some of those consequences we're going to talk through today and I'm going to make an effort to include other voices who can speak to uh, what can be done to get us through this time but Joel you are (laughs) you're a community leader Uh, you are an event producer you're a filmmaker you're a teacher you're really plugged in what what are some of the things that you are hearing from people who who live and work in this community well like it's been like i think the hardest thing is just seeing like how many of your friends have like just lost their jobs i'm in the middle of production on my first feature that people are giving me real money and resources for and we're on uh, pause Mm. i I, you know everyone's just scrambling and it's it's really terrifying and i think for for me like we need we need to do our best to make sure that we're protecting those most vulnerable and I know that a lot of the people, you know, my contemporaries are probably not going to have the worst case scenario happen if they get this virus. Yeah. But what we're also going to lose in in the process of as things, you know, we don't, you know, we've luck, not luckily, we've seen what happened to Italy. I know that mm. Canada seems a bit under control, but Washington sure as hell is not right now. And yeah. You know, Washington is basically where Italy was 14 days ago. Yeah, and we have this long border with them, and they are not doing fever checks and things at the no. border right now. So who we actually really don't have a good picture of what is going on. I just want to point out, we're recording on a Sunday, and all of a the sudden, there's some kind of crazy banging construction going on. So... 
At least that continues. Yeah. <laughs> Honest, I just drove past Jam, that, that breakfast place, yeah. and the lineup was like humongous, like Still, down the eh? block. So it's, wow. So right now... I Maybe that's some denial, or just got to get some stuff. And, and got to get it, in that last brunch before we're all in in lockdown. Yeah, and 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 I think that like we don't, I, no one knows for certain what's going to happen, but it does seem like things are going to start getting restrictive to a certain degree. Yeah. And for me, like one of the things that I worry most about is uh, for for my you know generation, all that sort of stuff, is the depression that comes yeah. with this, the anxiety, which like. I can't believe how much more anxious I've been in the last, like every day I'm just, yeah. I, you know, I want to tap out of the internet, but then I'm like, listen to five more professionals and podcasters and what yeah. have you. Um, so, and, and just like a lack of purpose, right? My performer friends have no one to perform for. My filmmakers friends can't necessarily uh, be working on these big productions, et cetera. So yeah. I, I do, I do come with a solution, <laughs> but um <laughs> You know, it, it. You know, I am uh, working with uh, mainly myself right now, but hopefully more people. Um, and I'm launching a um, kind of like a, a film fest slash talent show type thing. Yeah. That, uh, okay. I, I like that I'm acting as if you're telling me this for the first I, time. I know. <laughs> Live Air Screen Scene is a sponsor. Ex- amazing. Of, of this. Uh, what did you say? Film festival slash well, talent okay. show. So it's it's. I have, I have, it's, it's, it, I'm going to launch this probably tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. I've bought a URL. So by the oh, time oh, you're listening. Oh, it's serious. So <laughs> www.vqpp.ca, Vancouver Quarantine, um, what was the PP? <laughs> <laughs> what was the PP? <laughs> uh, performance Project. Um, because oh <laughs> Vancouver Quarantine Performance Project, um, because I want people to be able to still create. Obviously, there's a lot of limitations, and I don't want people to be, let's get in a massive group of 50 people and make a ridiculous short film because we're all under, you know, under, you know, unemployed. You know, I don't want anyone to spread disease necessarily, or yeah. virus, or virus. Virus, it's or a vi- virus. Or viruses, no, they're not diseases. Or are they? I don't know. Uh, I'm not a doctor. No, I don't think a virus. Okay, look, oh, we are not. We are artists. We are not doctors. Yeah. But so just <laughs> take, it, take it all with a great, great salt. Yeah. But um, basically, there's four different things that people can submit. Okay. Um, one is a monologue competition. You videotape a monologue, um, and we have awards for best performance and best writing of that monologue. So okay. um, uh, it doesn't have to be performed and written by the same person, but it has to be original and something new and. You can record that from home. You can self-record it or get a, a roommate or girlfriend or something like that, as yeah. long as you're being safe about that. Um, I'm sure my cat could hold it steady. Exactly. <laughs> um, Lean it against his body. There's uh, quarantine short films. So basically the people you live with and at your home, uh, if you can manage to make a, a, a short, short type thing, go for it. Yeah. But I don't want anyone, you know, don't. Uh, it's it's not a, it's about keeping as lean as possible. I know it's very difficult, but you know you can make a film with two people. Uh, it's tough, it's doable, but uh, you know obviously let's let's not just use what you have around. Uh, there will be no awards based on production quality. Uh, it's about content, really. Yeah. Uh, and then best original song, so you can record a song and uh, 
you know, just in a in a video form and and put that out, or uh, do a short stand up comedy bit, and and uh, and record that and send that in. So basically, at the end of this, uh, we would be doing a live variety show. I'm slowly converting my living room into a live studio. Um, you know, so for those shows, we probably would get like some sort of a host. Uh, and and it would be over a weekend um, in uh, March seventeenth and eighteenth. Okay. Uh, or no, April. Sorry, April. April. So, so yeah. there's some time. There's a bit of time. There's some time, but uh, basically. And you would live stream it. Yeah, it'd be live streamed, and then you could watch it after too. It would it would keep the stream alive. So I just want people to have a chance to like share uh, art, their talents, to celebrate because. You know, the Badass Film Festival just got canceled. Uh, I know. That was supposed to be now, I think. Yeah. Um, it seems like everything ahead is going to be canceled for film community events. And so, and, you know. Do you see me? I'm just like, I'm shrinking into my chair. It's it's terrible. I'm an extrovert. This yeah. is so hard for me. <laughs> uh, it, you know. I'm just, I'm... I'm going to say, like, I'm very sad. I'm sad, but, you know, especially because one of the things that, yeah, we don't have a lot of resources in the in indie film community, but we have the community, you yeah. know, and we have our creativity. And, and I love what you're doing. You're cool. giving people the chance to be creative, to mine this, the feelings that they're feeling. And you know, and to pour it into art, just just like Princess Leia said, you take your broken heart and you make it into art. I I completely I, I completely agree, and I think you know I just I think we need some form of distraction. Like I was just you know going through my social media, and every single every single thing is, is pretty depressing right now. Yeah. Or or people in massive denial and calling you're all sheeple, and this is you know, and and it it. It's, God, I wish it, I wish we were sheeple. I wish we were just all overreacting. Uh, you you spoke about uh, mental health um, and depression and anxiety. Are, are you seeing that already in in the people that that you love, the people who are part of this community? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it. Like I I I know for like even myself, I just there's been such a like a hopelessness and like you know i'm worried about my production all that sort of stuff and and just not uncertainty of the future but yeah no i'm talking to my friends and like they're worried of if if we go into uh some form of quarantine mode uh you know they're not going to have people to talk to people to hang out with and you know especially for like it's it's tough and like that lack of human contact the idea that you walk into a room and you don't hug your friends and yeah i think it's 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 just i you can feel the whole society kind of shifting in these last few days and like right now sure we've only had what 77 cases here and one death as of time of recording yeah i know monday it'll probably be higher and yeah it's odds of march day today it's march 15th okay as of this morning (laughs) as i'm like scrolling through twitter freaking out where i I, like i wake up every morning and i like check all these things and it's tough like it's hard to get your mind off of it and if things lock down more 
I, I don't know. But I think like what inspired me this weekend was that viral video going around of all the people out in their bel- their balconies uh, in Italy all Italy. singing and the yeah. fact that everyone in Italy apparently owns a, an accordion. Like, accordion, yeah. They, everybody has an instrument. Everybody has a beautiful voice there. I feel like it was like a weird stereotype on steroids, but it was beautiful, and I was like crying watching Some it. Some stereotypes are true. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think my message, my message would be... Um, we are so much luckier than previous generations because mm-hmm. even when socially isolated, even under quarantine, we do have ways to still connect with people. Yeah, you know, and we we can get through this if we don't lose our humanity. Yeah, and we and I think there's also the realization that as despairing as you're feeling. You're also not alone in that, yeah. you know. So something like what you're doing, Joel, where you're bringing people together virtually, digitally, that's still connecting, you know. And and as artists, man, this is a time to to create mm-hmm. to, and to mine it. Yeah, I think I think it's easy to just you know binge Love Is Blind on Netflix, which what a what a great train wreck. Yeah. I, hate, I hate that I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> But I, I think, yeah, using this time for creativity and, and using this time for connection. You know, there's this thing that your phone can do um, that's quite remarkable. Uh, you can make voice calls to people with phones. Um, yeah, it's shocking. A, a, a voice call on a phone. And so... Uh, that's, so it, that's so retro. So this is the time, you know, call, call your grandma, call your, your parents all that sort of stuff, you know, stay connected. I think that that is a big thing, just having conversations. And I have been making more phone calls in the last few days, and it has been nice. I don't, I hate, like, when people call me, I'm like, oh, like, my heart pounds. I'm like, oh, why can't you just text me? I'm sure this could be textable. I hate when people call me, but I think it is, it is a good way to communicate. Yeah. Or video calls or whatever, and... We're going to get through this. The human race is resilient. We're going to get through this. And, and you know, I think a good thing to remember to, to those of us who work in the YVR screen scene is that art is important. Art is, in a lot of ways, like it, that's, that's where our soul, mm-hmm. our soul lives and walks outside of our body. So, you know, as all of these productions are canceled and even though it's so hard, like there, there is a place for us. We, we are still needed. So, you know, don't, don't, please don't lose hope. And if you do, please, God, reach out. And I'm going to include all sorts of resources. And you can also call Joel. He's answering his phone now. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, that being said, one thing I did want to also just add when I was talking about my impulsive film festival experience thing that's still a little bit half-baked, but it's going to be fully baked tonight, um, is the, you know, there's like a minimal cost. Where we have really, really low uh, um, uh, submission fee, but like, you know, there's teeny things. But if you cannot pay the submission fee or you're going through tough times financially, absolutely just shoot me an email and... It'll definitely be zeroed. I don't want anyone to have any burden with this. There's just like the couple little things that that are gonna cost us, but like uh, I'm trying to make it so it's only like ten bucks. I think is what we're we're aiming at. But um, yeah, if that's if that's too steep and you have no source of income right now, do not pay it. By yeah. by all means, 
you know, I, it, this is about community. This is not about making money. And uh, I and and hopefully, if there is a way that people can channel donations through this, that we can find the right thing right now. I don't know what that is. I <laughs> we already talked about a number. Yeah, hit me up and let me know, and we'll and we'll see what we here at Fish Flight can do to cover some more of your costs. Okay. 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 Thank you, Joel. Oh, thank you, and and best of luck, and yeah, just right. keep keep the community alive. Yeah, and and that is what the community is alive. We're just going to be kind of separated right now. Yeah, the community is not. It, we are not dead. It, we are still all here, just kind of a little bit farther apart, you know. And and if there is anything that you think of that we here at Yvera Screen Scene podcast can do to serve any other kind of content that you're looking for questions you want answered um yeah actually joel i do have have one more question for you given the amount of incredible locally produced content that is now free online what are some what are some locally made shows and films that that people can binge right now or or watch right now that they have not had the chance to see before well that that is like literally the last thing i want to tag on it's like we got to watch local stuff now we finally have the time yeah um Oh, geez, putting put on the spot here. Uh, I should make a, a list of these things. Uh, some like the ones that are free are mainly like the web series and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, like Michelle's is great. Um, Michelle's is so great. Uh, but you know, Angela and Andrew. Um, inconceivable. Inconceivable. You watch our show. Yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> my my last feature is for free on YouTube right now because uh, I got to fight my distributor on that. <laughs> Um, but God, that uh, was a long time. It took a uh, long time a to whole, get that out there. It was a whole process. But um, I'm trying to think what what's free and available. Um, if you have Netflix, Freaks uh, by Zach, Zach Leposky right. uh, is is out there. Um, and then if you're you know if you're willing to to pay the iTunes money, you know Heel Kick by Danny Mac is a fun fun film. Uh, Downriver uh, is oh. depressing, but it's it's a beautiful film. Beautiful. Um, oh, you know what? You know what? The I think the most unappreciated BC, well, BC filmmaker made film is uh, Oil Sands Karaoke by Charles mm. Wilkinson. Yeah, have you seen that? Of course. Fuck, I love that movie. Yeah, I've watched it numerous times, and I think that's for free on the Knowledge Network. Yeah, Oil Sands Karaoke. It is about the people who work in the oil sands and their annual, or the tar sand, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, that place that's also destroying the world in other ways. Uh, <laughs> they have an annual karaoke competition and apparently amazing uh, singers. And that film is such a fun joy. Watch it. And Charles Wilkinson was my former teacher. Uh, so I went there just to kind of support him. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is my kind of film. And I was like, I love this film. Wow, I didn't know Charles was your former teacher. Yeah. Wow. Um, so yeah, that one I think is that's my recommendation of the week. Watch Oil Sands Karaoke on Knowledge Network. Yeah, actually, and Knowledge Network, so much good stuff on there mm-hmm. for free. Yes. So watch it. All right, and uh, we will include a link to VQPP. VQPP. <laughs> Like, it's, <laughs> I have a little kid. You have a little kid. PP is funny. Oh yeah, it's the funniest. Bowie only makes pee and poo jokes yeah. these days, and yeah. he loves them. <laughs> what do you want to eat for dinner? <laughs> poo poo. <laughs> 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 <Just like, laughs>
dies laughing. Oh, I love that we are ending this interview on that note. Thank you for coming in, thank, Joel. Thank you, and keep it keep the keep those fires burning. A note to listeners. I have more than two months of new episodes of the YVR Screen Scene podcast already recorded. I will continue to release new content every Monday and Thursday. This in addition to the 69 episodes we've already released in the last year. We've got you covered. And we'll also record new episodes as long as we're able to do so. Keep in touch on social media at YVR Screen Scene and by email at sabrina at yvrscreenscene.com. You're not alone. None of us are alone. We're going to get through this. Thanks for listening.